it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special Sunday night edition of your SmackDown study. Apologies for not being in the area to do this live this past week on Friday. Um, Was called away for personal matters, but I am back and I'm, I'm here to give you your SmackDown study. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure that most of you have probably already seen the show or highlights but still, for those of you who do enjoy these podcasts, I am here for you. So I appreciate you all, and let's jump right into the show. So, show kicks off with the returning Roman Reigns, after his one-week hiatus, comes out, starts uh, calling out all the inaccuracies that Edge has been delivering, and... Uh, He's quite tired of it. He uh, also explains his absence from last week when he calls out Jimmy Uso and tells Jimmy that the reason why Roman wasn't there is because he was doing his job as well, meaning Jimmy's. And lo and behold, Jay Uso himself has returned. And at the end of this, it ends up being one giant family hug between Roman and both members of the Usos. So the Usos and the family, the tribal chief himself, they are one unit. Roman seems very pleased with himself, and obviously as he should with everything going on. Um, that with not that you know not being said is that. Earlier, um, actually, I believe I found out about this maybe Saturday or Sunday. I saw or maybe even I saw it at some point, but Jimmy Uso, unfortunately, once again, was arrested uh, for DUI. So poor man going through some troubles. Um, I hope he's able to get some help for it um, because, you know, it's. It's a, it, it's becoming a little bit of a problem, unfortunately. Um, so hopefully he's able to get his best. And uh, Jay even mentioned it in a, an off way, talking about how even the issues, you know, that Jay's having currently, you know, Jay's got his, uh, yeah, 
Jay's got his back, and everything's good. So, things looking pretty sharp for uh, for Roman and the Usos. Uh, so, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, going forward, uh, next we had our uh, first of two Money in the Bank qualifying matches on the men's side of things. It was King Nakamura taking on Baron Corbin, who no longer has any music, which was very depressing. <laughs> Not even his old lone wolf music, just nothing. And, I mean, it fits his character. The poor man's just been in a downward spiral ever since he lost the crown. And uh, he's lost money, he's lost investments, now he's lost his car, and, and apparently now he's having people calling about his house, and it's just like, the man's going to be out living on the street. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it did not help uh, him not winning this match. Um, so King Nakamura has qualified for ma- a money in the bank, leaving Baron Corbin even farther down the dumps. So um, I want to see where this goes, how he eventually turns it around, um, because there's always going to be a redemption story, um, because this is clearly a way to turn him face, to try to gain sympathy from the fans. And from what I've seen, it's working. Um, I've, I've, as a lot of people know, <laughs> uh, I've been a Corbin fan since the beginning, um, even back in his NXT days. So I, um, it'll be interesting to see how he's received going forward now that we are going back to the crowds. That's right, folks. This was the last SmackDown inside the Thunderdome. Next week, they will be in Houston in front of people, and it's going to be beautiful. Now, Raw on Monday is, is an actual pre-taped show that was taped, I believe, at the end of Raw last week. So this won't even be a live show come Monday. But that's okay. It's the last one in the Thunderdome era. And after that, we go back on the road. <sighs> Wrestling in front of fans. It's how it, how it should be. I'm so glad that we're all back. AEW started last week. And, man, what an atmosphere that was. Um I know that Sam and I weren't able to get the Above the Ring uh, podcast out this week, uh, so we will cut. We will touch what happened last week when we do our our podcast for this week. So apologies for that. But going back to the show, up next we had Tamina and Natalia taking on a debuting new tag team, and those. Ladies, we're from NXT. It is none other than Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. I say that because I have a feeling that we're not going to hear those names spoken like that anymore. They are now referred to as Shotzi and Knox. Not Tegan Knox, not Shotzi Blackheart. Vince has struck again, and names just seem to disappear. Now, at least Shotzi makes sense. You understand 
who she is. Tegan Knox, sad of the same thing, but Knox for a girl's wrestling name? I don't know. Um, Michael Cole did on, on several occasions call her Tegan Knox. I don't know if that's going to stick or if they're just going to continue to call her Knox. I really hope that they don't and they call her Tegan Knox or even just Tegan. I don't care. Now, I know that Tegan Knox just made a return in NXT. She was the charging battery. Um, so who knows what's going on there? Uh, so, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. But it's nice to see that we have some new talent on SmackDown, and both of these women are going to be great additions to the women's roster on the blue brand because, believe me, they desperately needed it. So now we get to see the craziness that happens. And you want to start off with some crazy things? Tegan Knox and Shotzi won this match. Shotzi uh, hit her ball pit finishing move on Natalia and pinned the champs one, two, three. It was a non-title match, but still, you want to make a splash? That's one way to do it. After that, Sonya Deville comes out to make her decision on who will be challenging Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, again, breaking news to nobody anymore because I'm sure everybody's heard. (laughs) Bailey, unfortunately, had an unfortunate injury during training, and she's out for nine months. So our unmatched women's MVP of the Thunderdome era and COVID era, Bailey, will be out for the next nine months. Um, I'm very upset about it and disappointed. Um, not in the fact that she got injured, just the fact that we won't see her on television. Hopefully, they're able to find a way to have her still be there. Maybe have her join the commentary team because she's just she's one of those figures that needs to be on television because she brings so much entertainment um, so hopefully it's something similar to The Miz, where she's also out there to, you know, give her thoughts on things, um, because I think it's desperately needed. Um, so obviously hoping for Bailey to have a speedy recovery, and that it won't be nine months, that it'll be sooner. Um, but for now, hopefully she's able to at least do something on TV for the time being. However, Sonia making her decision and decides that the challenger for Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship will be none other than Carmella. And the match will not take place at Money in the Bank. So the I Quit match is completely gone. Bianca will be challenged by Carmella next week on SmackDown. So they get that match in front of the live crowd. So that should be good. However, during all this, Liv Morgan, absolutely irate after everything that's been going on with Sonya, just naming Carmella to Money in the Bank first, then then Silly the Vega, then naming Carmella as the challenger for Bianca Belair's title. 
And Liv was tired of it. She literally got in the ring, got in Sonya's face, saying how it was blatant favoritism and that it's unacceptable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Sonya shut her down real quick and said, if you would have waited and kept your mouth shut and listened to what I would, would have said, I was going to re- name Carmella's replacement for Money in the Bank. And she promptly named Liv Morgan. Now, the reaction from Liv... I don't think they told her because it, it was genuine. Like she looked shocked, shocked, completely shocked. Like her her hand went up to her face. I think to block the giant smile that was erupting on her face. <laughs> and Sonya was like, "You, you know, you have thirty seconds to get out of this ring, or else I'll change my mind." And and uh, lives like, "Yep, got it." Turns to Carmella. And says, I hope that you win come next week because once I win Money in the Bank, I'm cashing in on you. Now, I would love to see Liv win Money in the Bank and then challenge and then take the title and, or, yeah, from Carmella or, or whoever. Bianca, I don't care. I would love to see Liv Morgan have herself a title shot and a title reign. So we'll see how that goes going forward. After that, we then got another surprise, a little vignette. Tony time is coming to SmackDown. So Tony Storm will also be joining Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart on the blue brand. Although hers was coming soon, so they didn't give a time. Obviously, I would assume that this would probably be sometime after the pay-per-view. But the fact that Tony Storm is also going to be on SmackDown is a big deal. Very big deal. Those of you who haven't watched Tony Storm in the in the Indies or on NXT UK or even on NXT, you guys are in for a big, big surprise, and it's going to be some of the best stuff. She's she's a phenomenal athlete, and I'm very happy that she's going to SmackDown. Uh, so the the women's roster on uh, on SmackDown picked up some really really good good people. Now, yes, that does hurt NXT a little bit, but NXT's women's division is so deep that it'll be it'll be nice to see some new people step in and take the role. I kind of feel bad for Ember Moon because Shotzi was her girl and her tag team partner, but. It looks like Ember now will be back to being a singles competitor in NXT. So I wish her the best as well. So that should be good. Finally, our last match of the night was for the final spot in the men's Money in the Bank match for SmackDown. It was Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins in a fantastic match. Cesaro getting busted open due to an exposed turnbuckle. Seth able to take advantage and get the win and qualify for Money in the Bank. Now, our main event of the whole evening was Edge coming back out to the ring, or coming out to the ring at this point, and effectively calling out Roman Reigns for everything that's been going on, and Edge just wants to fight. (laughs) Now, Roman tells the Usos to stay in the back, and not get involved because he needs to take care of this himself. 
So Roman starts coming out. Usos are in the back in his suite. And they look at each other and go, I feel like this is going to be a trap. We should get going. So the Usos end up making their way to the ring anyways. Obviously, Roman not very happy about this because he just told them not to. Uh, But they do stay on the outside. Roman gets in the ring. And then Edge and him start fighting. And then we get another return with the Mysterios coming out. Uh, the music starts. Both Jimmy and Jay jump on the apron to watch the to watch the ramp. The Mysterios slide on the other side of the ring with steel chairs, attack the Usos, and it turns into a giant brawl on the outside and in the ring. At the end of the show, Edge and the Mysterios stand tall, with Edge using that piece of a chair that he did to Roman at WrestleMania, to Jimmy last week. He did it to Jay and to Jimmy yet again as Roman watched from the top of the ramp. So Edge is definitely sending his message going into Money in the Bank, which is going to be in two weeks. We are almost there. It's 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 crazy how huh, how fast all these pay per views are coming because obviously they're not alone because Impact has Slammiversary this Sunday and as we know if we remember in three days time from the recording of this which is on the eleventh that ninety day for that first group is over. So those available people can sign anywhere they want. So this next week is going to be pretty crazy. So with tomorrow being the 12th, the 14th is on a Wednesday. And we all know who shows up on Wednesdays. Will we get our first inkling of new signees? Who knows? You can definitely expect something on the 17th for Slammiversary for your Impact Wrestling. So we'll see. It's a good show. Glad I was able to sit back and watch it, not having to live tweet it. It was different. It's... uh, Probably the first, it's, been, it's been a long time since I've been able to actually sit back, watch a show, and not have to live tweet at the same time. Uh, don't get me wrong. I missed everybody interacting with everybody, and I will be doing it yet again come Monday for Monday Night Raw, which will be our next show. But that's it for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, apologies for being late. But if you guys like what you hear. For those of you who are new, maybe listening for the first time, you can please follow us on Twitter, media underscore bedlam. You can find this podcast pretty much on any podcasting platform out there. Just search Bed the Media and download all the episodes that you want to listen to and, and give it a go. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter.
YouTube is about the media. You can find myself pretty much everywhere. Scott J Stream. And like I said, you can find this podcast on any platform out there. Just uh, search for us. If you can't find us, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it if we're not on there. That way you can have all your one-stop podcast downloading extravaganza. And who doesn't like a little extra bedlam in their day? So, guys, thank you once again for listening. We truly appreciate you. We'll be right back on track come next week. It's a busy, busy month. Love it. We wouldn't have it any other way. Guys, once again, thank you. Have a wonderful beginning of your week. And don't forget, most importantly, to join the bedlam. Thank you. And good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.